Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the What The Fart Like podcast, the 31st most listened to running podcast in all of Finland. Matt, can you speak any Finnish? Kielovoin. Uh, Pretty good, that, actually. <laughs> Guys, if you do enjoy the show today, please do take a moment to subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can also leave us a rating and a review. Help us climb those Finnish running podcast charts. We're also super active on social media. You can get us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and via our dedicated email address. All the details are on our bio. It's a great way to help us spread the word about the show. We love hearing from you, so please do leave a comment, give us a like, tell your friends about us. We'd really appreciate it. Lastly, if this is the first time you're listening to us and you do enjoy it, we've got a whole back catalogue of episodes from Series 1. There's some real doozies on there, so check them out and tell us what you think. With all that said, Matt, should we get on with the show? To hear Dan say. Are you alone, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of the Run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your Hello, Matt, my apparently Finnish friend. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine, yes. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good. Uh, well done learning those little those little phrases for the uh, start the, of the show. The, the, the power of Google Translate. <laughs> the power of Google Translate. Yeah, if anyone was curious, we uh, we found a new a new app today, uh, this week, uh, pod, uh, podcharts.com, <laughs> which told us that we are the 31st. Uh, yeah. rated running podcast in finland uh some of them starts are just hilarious i don't know why, i don't know why they come up with them pretty sure there's only 31 <laughs> yeah. podcasts that get listened to in finland but someone's listened to ours and it's put, and thank put you us, for that yes and it's put us in the top 31 so i'm quite proud of that um <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode eight of the what the fartlet podcast my name's rob and i'm matt uh, and I'd like to start by listening, by wishing any of our followers who celebrated in this last week a happy, safe and blessed Diwali. Hoping that lockdown and COVID didn't interrupt your celebrations too much. Yeah. here. What have we got on the show today, Matt? Uh, so I think you've got some uh, some would-you-rathers that we did on, uh, on socials. Um, the International Men and Boys Day, we're discussing that. Um, we've also got Kev for the interview. Uh, uh, May Matt Run, uh, our good uh, producer Becky, aka Master Chef yeah. Lady. She's uh, she's coming on doing that, and then we've got a good news story, a few thank yous, and that's us done. That's us done. Oh, mate, brilliant. So yeah, we're gonna we are gonna go a little bit deep this week, aren't we, mate? Because we've got um, International Men's Day is is the nineteenth of November, which just co- happens to coincide with when this episode launches. Yep. So we thought it'd be a really good opportunity to to talk a little bit um, about one of the UK themes for International yes. Men's Day this year, which is talking about mas- promoting healthy conversations around masculinity yeah. in Does men it, and yeah. boys. 
Yeah, there's three themes, isn't there, we're going to discuss. So the three, the three themes are making a positive difference to well-being and lives for men and boys, uh, raising awareness and funds for charities supporting men and boys and well-being, and then the one that you've just mentioned, the promoting uh, positive conversations about men, manhood and masculinity. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to we're gonna open up a little bit, aren't we, mate, talk about our journeys, because we're from quite similar backgrounds, albeit different sides of the Pennines growing up, weren't, aren't yes. we, mate? We both, both grew up in industrial northern towns in the 90s oh, yes. where masculinity was king so <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that and then we've also got kevin on who talks very openly and candidly about his journey and his battles as a man uh living with an eating disorder which i think yeah. is, is is brilliant and very relevant right now so um before we go a little bit uh deep though should we should we get a bit of silliness out of the way mate yeah let's let's do that shall we shall we start with the uh, would you rathers that we've been sent in let's do a quick fire would you rather so we've got absolutely loads of responses this week um so we're probably not going to get a chance to to get through them all we'll do half of them this week half of them next week yeah can do that yeah uh, i'd like to start with one that was sent in by your wife if that's okay right Right, okay. So, so <laughs> You're making Donna, me nervous. <laughs> Donna asked, specifically this one's for Matt, would you <laughs> rather have extra inches or extra inches? <laughs> do, I have to, do, I have to, do I have to leap microphone again? I'm going to have words. <laughs> uh, oh, are we just going to leave that one hanging? I'll just say, I'll just say extra inches then. <laughs> Yeah, you decide what the intonation was in my voice. <laughs> um, okay, oh, how brilliant. about this one? Would you rather uh, have your hydration vest filled with sweat or urine? Oh, you wow. Have, you have to drink it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's just made me... Uh... <laughs> oh, that's... Ooh, who sent that in? That is nasty. Uh, uh, Muriel Dempsey sent oh, that in. Oh, Jesus. Cheers, Muriel. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, is, give it, us an is, answer. It, is it somebody else's piss or is it my piss? Uh, it can be your piss. Oh, Jesus. Sweat. Oh, God. That's hard. Yeah. People drink the piss to survive, don't they, in, in, in deserts and stuff. So I think we're going to have to go, go for that. <laughs> if I'm forced to. If it's good enough for Burr Grills, it's good enough for Matt. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty disgusting, isn't it? Show my masculinity by drinking my own piss. <laughs> I don't know, is sweat... No, sweat's pretty rank, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Mm. I think you lose either way with that one, don't you? Uh, would you rather uh, bathe in a bath of spiders or shower in a stream of snakes? Not, not bother me. You can... Bath... Stream of snakes? Stream of snakes? Yeah, not, not, I'm fine with spiders and snakes. It doesn't bother me then. Yeah. You'd be, <laughs> be good in the jungle, you, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm a celeb. We would. I, I, my uh, my young one got that game for Christmas last year, um, and it got, it got all the uh, you know crickets and and stuff in it, and mealworms and all that. We're playing actual that. crickets. Yeah, obviously dead ones. Right. But you, you have to spin this counter, and uh, whatever it lands on, you have to do a trial, uh, and you have to eat these uh, mealworms or, uh, or or crickets. This is a child's board game. It is. Yes. Yeah, it was quite good actually. I won. So I are, you sh- are you sure? Did did you make Isaac a board game by <laughs> yeah. going out and digging up the garden? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, hundred percent. Google it when you get off here. It's a game. All right. 
Uh, Probably not good for you, though, because you're vegan. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, I lose. Um, okay, it is a bit of a deep thinker. Have you? Would you rather have everyone be able to read your thoughts mm-hmm. or give everyone access to your internet history? Oh, Jesus. What have we been on internet on today? Either way, you're probably going yeah, to Yeah, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm done, yeah. <laughs> not to that one. <laughs> you don't have to... <laughs> Read my thoughts. What am I thinking? Saying that, I don't think that much, to be honest. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. Um, we, go, we go with read your thoughts just because you're a bit vacant then. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay, so we'll we'll park those there. We've got, we've got some others... Uh, saved up for next week but thank you to of course uh donna your good lady wife uh to mbt runs uh who else gave to muriel dempsey of course run grandma run uh and have i missed anybody i think that was all the ones we did this week he's very professional and prepared i'm literally just (laughs) scrolling through them um although we did get one uh from kevin who's obviously this 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 week's guest and he just said, would you rather sit down or stand up to have a wee? Hmm. But, but, but I just thought the answer was obvious. Stand yeah, up, sit, but sit, sit down for a treat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me, and you, me and you together like that. Not, not actually, not actually <laughs> <What's> together. <laughs> <laughs> not on the toilet together. <laughs> I meant agreeing, not together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, very good. Uh, good fun, that. Yeah, nice yeah, one. enjoyed that one. Uh, so... We one of the things that we, uh, we mentioned then was we were talking about I'm a celeb, weren't we? So, mm. how about the announcement for I'm a celebrity this year? Um, Mo Farah and Holly Arnold. Yeah, great so, stuff. Two so, athletes uh, going, going into the jungle. Well, it's not the jungle, is it? It's a castle this year. <laughs> We've been watching it for twenty years, and it's still it's still jungle. It's getting yeah, the castle then. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously going to highlight a lot of things, isn't it, for for athletics and um, the Paralympics and stuff. Well, what do you reckon to it? Because this is the first time, I believe, that active Olympic athletes have gone in. So Rebecca Adlington's been in it, hasn't she? Um, mm. But she's retired by that point. Yeah. Um, this is the first time. And we've got Tokyo. They're both going to Tokyo in 2021. Um, so what, what do you reckon? Because they're going to, obviously, the, the routine, elite athletes are training all year round. Yeah, so yeah, that's going to go out. find it difficult, yeah. Yeah, what do you reckon? It's going to upset their, their training. I mean, it's only for three weeks, isn't it? But how much yeah. how much fitness can you lose in three weeks? Yeah, that's how true. much. Mm, it's I don't know. I think I think it'll it'll raise the profile of uh, of of them. I mean, more so more far has got the profile anyway, but yeah. more more so for um for the for the Paralympics. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I think that's kind of like my overriding thoughts on it because I love the Paralympics. It is my favorite kind of tournament event whatever you want to call it um you know olympics world cup wimbledon whatever whatever i love i don't know why it is i think you know obviously stories are quite inspirational mm-hmm. um incredibly inspirational not no 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 quite about it i also i love that it's on channel 4 i think channel 4's commentary is amazing with adam hills and the guys from the last leg coming in and doing it it's just right. got that really it's quite got quite a cool feel about it whereas yeah. like the olympics is like quite stuffy and bbc isn't it yeah um, upmarket types so yeah i get you yeah it's, yeah it's more but, for the common man type thing isn't it exactly yeah <laughs> and and i just feel like obviously like you said quite aptly everyone knows Samo, don't they but if holly arnold does well and i really hope she does 
um, that might get a few of the a few casual viewers interested in her story and then subsequent the story of of, of some of our other Paralympians, some of our other British athletes um, ready for next summer. We'll get some more eyes on what they're doing. Raising raising more awareness, like I I said earlier, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jack, um, just before we started, was talking about something to do with the Paralympics. I'm going to be jumping onto Netflix to to give it a watch. Jack, do you want to to just tell everyone what what you're telling me about, about this this film you've seen on Netflix? Yeah, so I was tucked up in bed on a on a Friday, just so you can all have a little image. And I watched Rise in Phoenix. So it's a it was a Netflix documentary, and they speak to the Paralympians, how they got into it, what they've overcome, their backstory, which which was really interesting. There's so many different stories about it, and it it sort of came around at the end about the trouble in Brazil, how the authorities there put all the money into the Olympics and not the Paralympics. And I, yeah. it was just really inspiring to see what they've gone through, the athletes themselves, and how they always see the positives in everything. So yeah. I think, yeah, I, I'll give it like a five star on my rating. It was so good, so inspiring. A five star on the Jack scale. That's uh, no mean feat. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm a proper film critic, me. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, what, what's that called again, Jack? Uh, Rising Phoenix. Rising. And it's, it's on Netflix. Good man. Well, that's that's my Sunday evening viewing then, Matt. Yeah, I'll be, I think I might get that watch as well. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And of course, uh, next summer, uh, both the Olympics and the Paralympics uh, have been delayed, and they'll be hopefully going ahead in Tokyo, providing um, everything around with COVID. Yeah. Okay. Shall we talk about International Men's Day? Yes. Yes. Let's okay. Do that. So, not the easiest topic to approach. Of it course. isn't. Um, and I don't. I think particularly as, as men of a certain age. I don't know. Growing up when we grew up, I just th- there's a lot attached to the idea of of being masculine and not yeah. showing your feelings. And mm. I don't know what you yeah. reckon. You got to think back to when you when you were growing up at school, weren't you? Um, mm. Being on the, being on football team and stuff, or trying to get into a football team. Mm. You know, you got that. Not aggression, kind of aggression type thing. Yeah. Like I think we were spoke, speaking before, weren't we? About you've got that them them sayings that they use on football pitch. Do you want to do you want to give them sayings that you told me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, because I I, I do get that him type thing. Yeah. yeah, get down his throat. He don't want yeah. it. Yeah. And 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 it's true. It's you know what I thought. I thought when I, when we were prepping for this, I was thinking about. Think about, and it's all about team sports and, and the perceived masculinity and aggression that's in team sports. Mm. And if you had a guy at work, right, who was on your team at work and he was always in everyone's faces, mm. yeah, dead aggressive, always telling people when they were crap and that they need to do better. Mm. Always, you know, when you've got a customer on, always getting in their face to try and beat, you know, beat a sale out of them. You just mm. think he was a knobhead. Yeah. And he'd mm. get fired. But mm. on a football team, they make him captain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not showing it set an example, is it? I mean, b- back in them days, it probably might have been setting the example of man's masculinity. Yeah. But nowadays, I think it's, it's a bit different, isn't it? Well, I, I feel like it is, yeah. hopefully. Well, I hope so as well, because I think that, if I'm being honest, I, I'm not the most um, aggressive I certainly won't call myself masculine. I'm no. not. Com- I'm not confrontational. That's probably the best way to put it. Shy mm. away from confrontation. I love sports. I've always yeah. loved playing team sports. But I felt quite alienated from playing team sports. 
Um, never played 11 aside for more than about six months at a time because that was as, as much as I could stomach. Yeah. Um, because of that attitude of, you know, you almost need to make everybody else feel inferior to prove that you're superior. And right. I'll be honest, that's why I love running. Because running, there's no one to tell me I'm crap. The only person I'm fighting against is me. Mm. Yeah, um, that's true. Saying that, actually, that's probably made me realise I never actually got onto the football team as a kid. I mean, I was, I was quite a, a scrawny kid. I'm not not the biggest lad now, like. Mm. Um, and that's probably made me realise why I didn't get on that team because I wasn't an aggressive person. I wasn't, you know, putting myself out there and, and being that gobby, gobby person. You know what I mean? So mm. maybe that's why I didn't get on that team. Yeah. But that doesn't maybe, maybe mean that's, that... maybe that's why I did I did take up running as well. To be honest, yeah, it's made me think that. I mean, it, that doesn't mean though, does it, that kids shouldn't be allowed to enjoy team sports? No. There's so many benefits to it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you say that it's different, and I would hope it's different. I don't, you know, your, your your lads play football, and Alex plays football, and I don't see a lot of that from the sidelines nowadays at all anymore. Not to that extent, because it used like parents would do it. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. you'd have parents yeah. calling you crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really bad um but uh, but then alex yeah they don't have that but then you know what alex said to me last week he's in secondary school now they've got a gym in the school and he wants to start going to the gym after school because he needs to be more muscly he's 11 wow. should they be thinking that 11 year old not not in my book no well, maybe maybe it's it's to do with that what we were talking about last week as well then with, with the instagram and stuff and seeing the, the post that they see maybe that's got some some sort something to do with it as well but what what does it mean to be masculine masculine now? Do you know what I mean? Is, is it exactly. is it different? Is it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I don't think there's an answer. You know what I mean? I, I don't think there's an answer. But what makes me sad is thinking that people might feel marginalised mm. because they aren't quote unquote what they think the expectation is of masculinity and yeah. of being a man. Uh, yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. Everybody's got their own journey. Everybody's got their own makeup. You do you, and there is nothing wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think where where it has changed though from from me being a kid, whenever we fell over and stuff, and we we got a little bit of a graze on his knee, as dads used to say to us, "Oh, get up, you're all right. There's no wrong with you. Stop crying." Whereas now, if my if my lads upset or, or crying, I, I embrace it a little bit more. Yeah. Definitely. I think no. it's, it's like it's getting a little bit more acceptable, isn't it? To have that, yeah. that and, emotional and, side. And with men's mental health, we know full well it's a fact that if if you bottle it up, but it's not just men, it's women as well, but I think it's particularly prominent in men because of the point you've just made of a certain age, people like us, if you bottle it up, if you bottle it up, if you can't have a good cry and talk about your feelings, it's going to make it worse. Yes, yeah. Um, and you know what I mean? I, I will never let my lads leave the house without telling them I love them. I will never yeah. let my lads leave the house without giving them a cuddle because yeah. they need to know that sharing those emotions and sharing those feelings is healthy. It's natural. And you know what, Matt? It's bloody strong. Yeah, 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 exactly. I always, yeah, give, give him a love and a kiss and tell him I love him. And yeah, it's, it, like I say, it shows you, shows you that you've got that heart. Yeah. Yeah. shows your strength. So... Should we talk to somebody who's been through his own battles? Yeah, yes. Uh, let, let's get over and have a chat with Kevin. I was blown away by this interview and this chat when when we got together. Um, I know Kevin through Mornway, so we're both brand ambassadors for Mornway Apparel. So we kind of have this, 
you know, we we kind of follow each other on social media and all that kind of thing. You know, yeah. we haven't really spoke at great length before. Um, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect out of this chat, but he is just one of the most down-to-earth, loveliest, most honest blokes I've ever spoken to. And you guys are going to hear this when it comes in, but fair bloody play to him for coming on and talking yeah. so candidly about this. And if it does resonate with anybody, um, uh, hopefully it will encourage you to feel comfortable enough to speak as well. Should we go and have a chat with Kevin? Yeah, let's go and see him. Kevin, how are we doing, man? You are right? Not too bad, thank you. And very well. What about you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. I've just, yeah. I've just, I've just woke up from a an impromptu afternoon nap, so I'm a little bit groggy. I apologise in advance, but uh, I've got a cup of tea coming too, so I'm sure we'll be fine. Happy days, happy days. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me, man. It seems it seems weird that this is the first time we're we're kind of talking with our voices because we interact quite a lot through our uh, our Mornway apparel connections, don't we? Yeah, like I said, it's just good to get chatting to someone face to face and not just like and comment on people's posts all the time. Gets a bit yeah. more personal. Yeah, absolutely. It it puts a little bit, like you said, something a bit more personal to the uh, yeah. to those squares of Instagram, I guess, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm super excited to tell your story, man. It's so interesting. Oh, cool, mate. Um, but let's let's launch into it the same way we do with everyone else, if that's okay with you. Perfect. Can you tell me a little bit about how you first got into running, please? Basically, I started running about four and a half years ago in February 2016. I'm just before that, um, I'd only been playing indoor football really maybe once or twice a week. And I never had any interest in running growing up. Uh, but I knew a, f- a friend of mine locally was starting a Crouch to 5K. So I thought, you know, what what, what, what harm would it do? I'd just give it a go and see what happens. And uh, So anyway, I went to the first first session. And it was myself and about 30 women. And there's no other guys there. I, I felt completely out of my comfort zone. Uh, I didn't want to be there, but I stuck with it. And uh, it lasted six weeks. Um, and I, I had an absolute blast. We did our first park run in Armagh. And then we moved on to uh, another wave of the Couch to 5K. And that's when I really took to the running and decided to join my first running club after that. About three or four months after that, roughly. Brilliant. And what was your original motivation for running then? As I said there was no, no motiva- motivation. I didn't think that, you know, I, I was just bored at the time and I wanted something different to do, going to the gym or playing football. I just thought running was something new, something I'd never really tried before. Um, but I, I, I did it and I got good at it. And that's where it snowballed from there. I had no intention of you know, joining a club or taking it up the way I have. I thought I'd just do the Couch to 5K and that would be it. I didn't think it would go anywhere. But it and, and, it, and, it, and it really has gone somewhere, hasn't it? Because I know you're a modest chap, so you probably won't like me saying this, but you're a, you're a pretty darn good runner, aren't you? And did, did, that, did, did the time fall away pretty quickly or was that a, a slower work in progress? I found, you know, uh, that... Uh, my first park run that I can remember was twenty six nineteen, as far as I remember. Oh, okay. So, 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 so you were mortal at one point. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but within a few months, I mean, that summer I joined my first running club, proper running club, uh, the Spurn Hires, and uh, I had probably by the time I joined them, it was around twenty two, and by that Christmas, you know, uh, of twenty sixteen, I was you know sub twenty, so um, it was fairly quick. I know it's yeah. not as quick for some people, but I mean, I was training pretty hard for those first six or seven months, so times went down very quickly. Yeah, I was going to say, it is different for everybody, and I think you might have answered my question a little bit there, but 
you, you say you were training hard. Was that was there any other secret to it, or was it just you no, fell in love just, with it and it, just, it took over? It was just consistent training. Like, I mean, I went to the the club, trained about oof, about three times a week, but I went twice, and that was on a Tuesday and Thursday for just interval sessions, and I did my own uh, uh, long runs like everybody else at the weekend. And I had a plan in place and I just stuck to it and that's the way it worked. And it was great. Yeah, brilliant. And so oh, so you first seven, eight months, you fall in love with running. Suddenly you are, quote unquote, a runner. Any kind of big milestones in that first year or two that race-wise that really stick out in your memory? Uh, well, I suppose did my first half marathon after four months in July uh, of that year. Um, I, and I had gone out with the intention of running uh, two hours, 15 minutes. That was my goal. And that's sort of the time I had been training to. But um, but I came out with 148. And I was absolutely delighted because that was a horrible experience, to be fair. Um, I ended up getting a sunstroke. I got stung in the no- stung in the knee by a wasp. And then I was violently sick for about four hours afterwards for whatever oh. reason. I just it was a horrible experience, but the time was took me by surprise. That was a big deal for me because I had no intention of even running a half marathon ever. I just did it and went yeah. it, and it was yeah. great. Yeah, brilliant. And and so that takes you through the the first couple of years. So if it's okay with you, let's let's move on to sort of two thousand and eighteen because that's when. Your running story takes a, a turn, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, well, basically that year, um, I, I'd done my first marathon the previous year, but I was in training for my second marathon in Dublin at the in October. But I had in September time, I had uh, taken a seizure as epileptic as well, and uh, I was taken to the doctors, the hospital, and it was there that my attention was first drawn to how you know thin I was, how much you know. How, how much weight I had lost and the doctor had said to me um, he, he thought there, I had an issue and made a referral then uh, to the eating disorder service here and at that time I, I, mean, I didn't think I had a problem but if I look back on photos now at myself I'm able to see how skinny I was I mean I was just skin and bones I was probably about eight and a half stones at my latest mm-hmm. which is crazy um but uh, so yeah, I'm very, very grateful for the doctor to refer me to the eating disorder service. And I still attend there. I see a counsellor every week. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, I really, really needed that kick up the backside pretty much to do that because I wouldn't have seen that. Mm. People, are, my, you know, my family, my uh, my wife are all telling me, you've got a problem, but I never saw it. Right. So so, so had, your, had your wife and family mentioned your weight to you in the past or, or was oh, or was it a real bolt from the blue when the doctor kind of gave you that that analysis they had said things to me you know like you're looking very thin are you eating well enough and I didn't think anything of it I, I didn't realize I had an eating disorder and so I just sort of brushed it off but was when the doctor mentioned that I was looking particularly underweight and then he had instantly made a referral um, to the, the eating disorder service that's when things finally hit home um, it was uh, a shock to the system, but after a short time, I was able to see that uh, I had an eating disorder. Yeah, brilliant. And 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 it is it is such an important story to tell. I think, and, and we've talked a little bit in in the prep for this, haven't we, about yeah. the importance of getting this part of your story out, particularly as a man. Yeah. Um, this isn't something that's talked about a lot. No, having, it's, uh, an, eating, having an eating disorder. I I, I found that uh, it's. 
it's a bit of a taboo subject, you know. Um, you know, you're even nowadays men are expected to just literally man up, suck it up. You know, this isn't a thing that a man should experience or talk about, you know. But uh, I mean, if I hadn't have gotten this help, I had been hospitalized. I was I was going just on a downward spiral. And I have no doubt I would have been put in a hospital, you know, force-fed anything because I was in a real bad place mentally. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still suffer with eating disorder, you know, and that's obvious because I still attend the, the clinic, I still see my counsellor, and I still have negative thoughts around food constantly. Every time I put a, a meal or a food or a drink to my mouth, I think negatively, but um, it's just not talked about enough among fellas, and I just can't, you know, stress enough that if people need help just ask it's there go for it make use of it i'm glad i did yeah and so am i um so tell me a little bit then about how your journey then progressed from that diagnosis so you've talked about counseling what what did that short-term progress look like for you and i'm also interested to know if you don't mind sharing how it impacted your running yeah <laughs> That's a good. That's a good point. It, it had a massive impact and still does, but more so when it was much later. Um, obviously, I when I was running, I was maybe training five, six days a week, but I was burning off more calories than I was putting in. So I was constantly injured. I was constantly feeling sick, run down, tired, exhausted. But I kept going and going and going until you know almost I had a breakdown. You know, uh, the eating disorder had that much of a hold over me mentally that. It just all you would have heard is a voice in your head. You cannot eat that meal until you run. You cannot do this or do that until you run or exercise. So, uh, you know, after with the counselling, you know, I have seen a dietitian, nutritionist, uh, a few times in the last couple of years, and they have been able to uh, provide me with a meal plan, which I try to stick to. It's, it's not. It's not easy doing it because the thoughts are still so overwhelming with the eating disorder. But uh, I have an eating disorder, almost like a timetable in place every day where I need to, it literally says on a page, you know, when I need to eat and sort of what I need to eat, roughly a rough guide. Uh, but it's been a great help and I just, I'd be so, I'd be lost without it. So I would. Yeah, absolutely. And and I guess as well, does the plan link into your running? So is it a case of making sure that you've got the calories in you before you go out and do a particularly um, arduous run because I know you, you you know you, you get out quite a lot still don't you yeah no I, I still train maybe at least four days a week but you know uh, I try to uh, base my running around uh, my eating now not the other way around I used yeah. to you know you know plan my eating around my running no I have to run first uh, and I make up an excuse you know right I'm gonna run at this time but now it's too late when I've got home from my run to eat, and I wouldn't eat, but now it's the other way around. I have to have something in my body before I go out. That's the way it is, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think a, a big part of what you were saying is is really relevant about the the mental impact on it as well, isn't it? Because you could think about an eating disorder as as, as the physical impact that it has on your body, but the the psychological side of it is is, is by and large the trigger, isn't it? It's absolutely terrifying. I mean, I mean, I'm 37 years old, but I mean, I can't count on my two hands how many times I've sat there and cried, you know, with uh, some food in front of me. You know, I'm ab- I felt absolutely starving, and I just push the food away or the drink away and don't eat. And I mean, I'm, I say I'm not ashamed to admit I have cried and cried a lot, um, yeah. because it is really, really hard. The emotional side of it is horrible, absolutely horrible. Yeah, but but but. 
progressing through it, an amazing, amazing bloke in doing so. Um, let's move on then. Let, let's talk about after 2018. Let's talk about after the the immediate sort of repercussions of, of your diagnosis and your recovery. So how, how does your running journey progress from, from 2018 and beyond? Well, from 2018, you know, I, you know, there was a period maybe of six months where I had ended 2019 where I'd put on about uh, a stone. So at, at present, you know, I'm about nine stones, ten. And, but let me just say, numbers don't matter. You know, I'm Fahrenheit weights just tell everybody you you know weight doesn't matter that's just what I am right now but uh, um, in 2019 um, you know it, it was a great year um, as far as running was concerned you know I'd gotten uh, my you know half marathon personal best you know 128 uh, oh. I, I got married you know uh, <laughs> you know in July and um, then I completed my you know third marathon in Dublin uh, with my mother-in-law um, the 2019 was a very very good year for racing you know it, just so much happening there was racing constantly you know the training was great there was no injuries bar the end of end of uh, the year where I took a little niggle in my foot but uh, that sorted itself out very quickly but yeah a lot has happened you know I was I changed running clubs just in a much much better place in 2019 yeah, and it's it's not a coincidence, is it? If you look at the the sharp, the stark contrast, sorry, between two thousand and eighteen, probably into two thousand and nineteen, and with that renewed focus and that support that you've got in place, because you were knocking out some pretty impressive times by that yeah. point in races, weren't you? Yeah, like like in, t- in two thousand and nineteen, you know, last year I had you know my five k personal best of eighteen twenty three was done in Belfast. I'm trying to think. I think I had a 10 mile PB last year as well, and even I think it was a marathon PB as as well too. Last October in Dublin, yeah, it was it was it was a great year, um, and I spent most of it fairly fit and just enjoying my running, you know. And so, do you find now then? I guess that were running in the past was was probably a trigger and and, and a contributor towards the issues that you've had. That now it's a, a real positive and, and part of your therapy, maybe. Oh, well, I mean, I look at running now not as a, a means to lose weight or, you know, keep weight down. Um, so, sorry, my son has just walked in. That's all right. That's all right. Get him on. Let's have a chat with him. Yeah, come here. Say hello. Hi. Hey, dude, how's it going? Good. Good, man. Good, man. Do you want to say hello to, uh, to the What The Fart Like podcast listeners? Say hello. Hi. Good, man. Thank you. <laughs> I go you on it, Abby. Won't be long, okay? Close the door, will you? Good man. Yeah, he's just home from his mummy's there. So, <laughs> good man. Um, what was I saying there? I can't remember. We we were just talking about the the difference between how running oh, yeah. may have been a a, a contributor to, to to the disorder and to the yeah. mental health issues in the past, but now it's a it's it's part of your your recovery. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like I said, uh, I don't look at it as a means to lose weight. Uh, you know, uh, you know, most people look at running as a means of keeping fit, uh, a means of keeping fit. But I look at it now as just uh, a, a, a way to clear my headspace. You know, I look forward to just going out and looking at the scenery, just enjoying everything, bumping into people. You know, I you know I had went out on a lot of my runs pre- previous to to all of the and all of this and just ran as hard as I could and didn't enjoy it. You know, but now I'll go, even on a 5K, I'll go out there 
and I'll run and after a mile I'll stop and take a minute to myself and I'll look around, I'll take a photo, I'll go run another mile, I'll stop again. I don't I just don't care anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I save all that hard work for the you know, for a race. Yeah. You know, just your own personal training should you should be fit to enjoy it. So you should it's great advice, I think. There's more to running than just times. Oh, absolutely. Just just I was fixated on times, absolutely fixated and to a point probably still on, but nowhere near as bad as I am now. You know, I, when I go to a race, I, yes, I like to run hard, but I don't necessarily aim for times anymore. It's just put in an effort. That's all I do now. Give it a good effort. Good man. Uh, talk to me a little about 2020 then. How, how have you and the family got on in uh, in, in, in the, this, this, this COVID topsy-turvy world? 2020, obviously for most of the world, has been pretty surreal, but like yourself, we had a welcome to baby end of the world. And yeah. you know, having that time off was good for me because I got to spend those four months with uh, not only Alfie, uh, but the rest of the children and my wife. But it also gave me time to get back into some proper structured training, uninterrupted by work and everything else that goes on in life. And I was fit to run every day if I wanted to. Um, but apart from that, 2020 has been very, very good. Um, you know, I, I've got a job, I've got a roof over my head, I've got a family, you know, I've got a wife. Just life is pretty good despite all the badness and madness in the world right now. Yeah, man, we've just got to make the best of it, haven't we, to the best extent that we can. Absolutely. And and so training's not not suffered too badly then at all? It sounds like you've actually been able to kick on with it quite a bit. Yeah, well, uh, this year, you know, I'm in a new club locally here to Falta. Um, I joined them in the summer. Um, and the, the coach there uh, is a man of great, great, great running experience. Um, and I literally joined them in July, and it has been absolutely fantastic. I've never felt so accepted. I've been in three different running clubs, and I've never felt so accepted with these people um, from, the, from the get-go. Um, there's no competition. There's no negativeness. Just get on with it, no matter what your ability is. And the coach uh, is able to recognize that and doesn't push you. I've had too many negative experiences where I'm pushed to my limits and I didn't I don't want to be, but this guy is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. And and probably probably quite a good observation to, to segue into a, another point I wanted to talk about in that you talk about negativity and, and the power of positivity and, and, and how what a difference it can make. How's how social media and, and, and Instagram in particular that's how we know each other, isn't it? So yeah. how how's that kind of helped I, you with your both your recovery and with your running journey? I love Instagram. <laughs> That's basically what else. <laughs> I love Instagram. It is the best social media platform for athletes, runners in, in, in the world. Um, I, I, I rarely use Facebook now. I mean, I have, yes, lots of my friends on Instagram use Facebook, but there just isn't that same sense of community on there. I, I mean, I, some of the people on Instagram, I've never even uh, chatted with private, you know, in a DM or anything, but yet they're still able to comment on all my posts and we're still able to like each other's posts. And it, I don't know, it's just, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, the support from people on Instagram, I love it. I'm absolutely addicted to it and it's great to meet new people all the time. Yeah, I'd agree. Such a supportive community, the running oh, community is. Absolutely fantastic. And, and and I think as well, it's, it's a little bit easier to be yourself, isn't it? I think if you've got some... I mean, we've talked at length about um, about about your situation, and and I know that it doesn't define you at all. Um, but it is a big part of your life, isn't it? And I think just just the fact that 
you've talked about the potential hang-ups that you might have as, as a man about talking about this kind of thing, but uh, the way you talk so honestly on your social media about it, I think is is a great inspiration um, to people who may be going through something similar. So power to you and, 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 yeah, and thank, thank you so much for, for sharing the story with us as well, man. I, I, I truly, truly I'm humbled and appreciate it. Um, tell let, 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 Let's talk about something else. What's, what's 2021 got in, in store for you, man? At the moment, <laughs> I have nothing planned. I mean, I've, like I said, thousands of other people have entered the ballot for London. And <laughs> I would absolutely love to get in. But um, one of my big goals, and it's not necessarily for next year, but if it happens, is to get into a, you know, a major like London, Amsterdam, Berlin, and just really, really go for it and put in a proper training block for it. That, that's something I'd love to do. But apart from that, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, running, enjoying it, and going to the club training, enjoying it, and meeting new people. Um, I, I don't have any other major plans except for I would love a world major next year. That would be absolutely <laughs> yeah. fantastic. So it would. Well, if you get yourself into Berlin, then you'll have to come out with me and we'll have a pint. Absolutely. No problem. I'm long overdue a pint. Yeah, 100%, 100% man. Uh, before we get out of here then, is there anyone you wanted to, to mention, anyone you wanted to thank, anybody you wanted to, to big up? The first person I would like to thank, and she will love this, is my wife. Uh, you know, and, and I, I'm not just saying this for the sake of it, to win any brownie points or anything. <clears throat> Without my wife, my eating disorder would have just spiralled out of control and she keeps me grounded. She keeps me fed, she keeps me sane, and, you know, she completely understands the disorder itself and never judges or criticizes or gets angry at me. She knows how to deal with it, and I am absolutely grateful to her for it. Um, uh, another person, yes, a, a big thing for me, I suppose I haven't mentioned this, you know, uh, our last year I became a brand ambassador for Mornway Apparel here locally yeah. in County Down, which was a big deal for me to go from... Couch to K to, I suppose, representing a, a, a company with their, their, their clothing. And it has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm very thankful to Noel there uh, for giving me that opportunity. Um, he's all right, is Noel, isn't he? Oh, he's, he's, he's absolutely I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure he's listening with a big grin on his face. He's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, an absolute gentleman. And I said, very, very thankful to him for that opportunity now. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, anybody else you wanted to mention? Have you got any? Sorry to put you on the spot, and it's fine if you don't. We can um, we, we can tag it in the bio afterwards. But uh, are there any eating disorder charities or anyone that people can that, that you know of that anyone can reach out and speak to if they are struggling? Uh, there are eating disorder charities, but um, I I tend to follow a lot of just you know personal accounts um, on Instagram there and. One uh, account uh, that I follow religiously, and I follow lots, but this is the biggest one. Uh, this person replies to every single message I send them. They get hundreds of uh, messages a day, but they take the time to respond to everybody individually. And that is eating is vital. Um, she she is an absolutely. She's a former. She's a survivor, or she's recovering. Um, she's written a book and everything. And it's really really helped me and given me a lot of motivation. You probably see sometimes in my stories, uh, I share a lot of her stuff anyway, but definitely that's yeah. a fantastic account to follow if you're apps struggling and she will literally take the time, give you all the time in the world if you're having a bad time with eating. Brilliant. And, and I guess the overriding message is that if anything that we've said today does resonate with you, then talk to somebody, speak to your family, speak to your, your GP. Don't 
shy away from it. Don't like, don't don't dwell on it because eating disorders just happen so quick. And like myself, I had gone from being you know what I would have called you know somewhat overweight to just being dangerously underweight just in the blink of an eye. And if you don't get the help, you know it's it must it's not going to end well. To be honest, you need to get the help. Yeah. Good man, good message, and thank you for sharing it with me. No uh, if anyone wants to follow you on Instagram, you are Running Clears the Mind. That's right, isn't it? Yes. Good man, and let's give Noel the cheeky plug. So at Mornway Apparel, what's your join? You throw, throw your discount code out instead of mine. What's yours? KD fifteen. KD fifteen. There you go, fifteen percent off, and he's got a new range coming out. It's about two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, it is. In fact, by the time this goes out, it'll be out. So get yourselves over to Mornway Apparel, guys, and see some of the awesome stock that Noel's got in and check out me and Kevin sporting it. <laughs> well, uh, listen, dude, I am so, so grateful for your time. Thank you very much. Uh, let's, let's make sure we find a way to get across the sea and catch up with each other at Absolutely. some point. Love love All right, man. You're a superstar. All the best. Yeah, take care. All right. Bye-bye. What do you think of that then, Mark? That was Kevin. Fantastic. Wow. Such an honest, open guy. Brilliant. How he's come come through it and uh, and seen that he, he did have a an issue, and he's come through it on the other side. Well done. Yeah, definitely well Brilliant. done. Top bloke. He is Northern Ireland as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Belfast. I did Belfast Marathon a couple of years ago. Yes, you did. You did, didn't you? I did. Yeah, but Donna's got some uh, family over there in uh, Newtown Abbey, which is just about 10 20 minutes drive from belfast so we stopped with them them guys and uh, I, I ran the marathon yeah um probably probably my slowest one to be honest but uh, i'm not one for making excuses but <laughs> but <laughs> here comes the excuse <laughs> it was my slowest marathon because <laughs> i actually it was the day i actually uh, I, I proposed to donna on that marathon it was, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So there's there's video on uh, Instagram of me, I mean, proposing to Donna. I think it was about miles 7, 16, 17, something like that. So just over half, halfway, uh, got down on one knee and, uh, and and asked her to marry me, bless, bless her. And she said yes. <laughs> she said, yeah, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I always said to her, though, I'm never getting married again. So I've been being married before. I said, I'm never getting married again. So she knew nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was quite fun, yeah. And we're not, we're not as, as you keep saying, my wife Donna, we're not actually married yet, are we? You're, you're pretty not pretty much married. Not actually married. You're yet. So, mar- so, married, guys. <laughs> so there's still hope, ladies. Still- <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna murder you. You are in so much Dead. trouble for Dead. that. Um, coming back to Belfast Marathon, though, uh, I bet you wrote on your Strava. Slow marathon because I proposed to Donna. <laughs> I don't know what I've wrote to me. I'm going to have to go back and look that. If I've not, I'm going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> not a PB, but only not because I was getting married. Just, slowest marathon ever because. <laughs> because. Yeah. Good. Oh, dear. Good story, yeah. though, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't see that video. It's on me. It's on me. Highlights on Instagram. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll repost it. We'll repost it on the stories on Thursday. Nice one. Because yeah, I've seen it. And it, is, it is a lovely one. Oh. Bless you. You have your moments, don't you? Hopeless romantic, yeah. Hopeless <laughs> romantic. Better than your proposal, anyway. <laughs> oh, mate, no. Do you want me to tell my... Am I, do you want me to tell my proposal story? <laughs> Get you in the doghouse. Oh, 
on, mate. So uh, it's not my fault. It's Sammy's fault. So for anyone who's interested, when I proposed to, to Sammy, I based, we were out. My dad lives in the, in the north of France. Lovely part of the world, right in the middle of nowhere. And um, uh, I'd seen a ring in the, in the town, a jeweler's in the local town. And on a whim, I just decided I'm, I'm going to propose. So uh, my stepmom and I went down to the town. And I said to my dad, just distract her. I'm going to go and get the ring. It was like early, late afternoon. I'm going to go and buy the ring. I'm going to come back and then I'm going to take her for a walk. So my dad lives in the middle of nowhere, old abandoned railway that's been tarmacked in. You walk about three, four miles and then there's this beautiful park. And yeah. we'd been the year before. We had a, It was our first holiday together. We played poo sticks on the bridge. It was super, we had a picnic. It was super romantic. Aww. So I thought I'll take her back there. Yeah. Get, go play poo sticks, get down on one knee, propose. That's But that's up there with proposing halfway through a marathon, that is. Um, unfortunately, it didn't quite work out that no. way because my dad, who is flipping useless, uh, <laughs> didn't stop her from getting on with her afternoon. So when I got back, she was in her pajamas with <laughs> her wet and tied up, uh, ready for bed. Um, so I'm trying to rethink what I'm going to do. And, uh, but what I didn't realise was that I had this box, this ring yeah. box, <laughs> and I had quite tight shorts on. And so there's just this box, this bulge protruding from the shorts. <laughs> and while I'm talking to her in the bedroom, all I can see is her looking at either my crotch or the bulge. <laughs> and, um, and I just thought, she knows, like, she suspects what am I going to do? So I panicked, then I just got down on one knee and asked her. <laughs> she was in her pyjamas, with her hair tied up, soaking wet, in uh, in the spare bedroom of my dad's house. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, mine's better, mine's better than that. Mine's better than that. <laughs> the overriding thing I got from that is poo sticks when I were a kid is a totally different game. <laughs> <laughs> poo sticks in Rotherham involves actual <laughs> human feces. <laughs> Oh dear! Just squatted off the side of the bridge, <laughs> taking Wildy to a whole new level. Oh, yes, yes. Very good. Right then, let's move swiftly on. <laughs> make Matt run. Yeah, so make Matt run challenge. You purposely kept your eyebrows down then after we made fun of you last week. <laughs> I could see you. I could see you concentrated. Don't move your eyebrows. You Grab that for the uh, for the bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So I've been on the comeback trail. It's three three. It is three three. But I'm going to take the lead this time. It's hotting up, isn't it, mate? We've got three weeks left. Yes, three weeks. It's three three. Everything to play for. Mm. This week's important, isn't it? Yeah, to take the lead, getting that 4-3 winner, 4-3 lead. Going into the last couple of weeks. Got, uh, got MasterChef extraordinaire Becky yeah. on the show. Yeah, and she's yeah. doing a MasterChef logo. Did, did you realise what the MasterChef logo was <laughs> before you no, it? I didn't, I got confused. I looked at it and I was like, it's just an M with a circle around it. <laughs> <laughs> I did try telling you. I did mention it last week and said, "You know what it looks like." <laughs> I know. I know. I've, I, I might, yeah, my confidence is wavering. Yeah, I think you might have got me here because as long as she can run in a circle and draw an M in the middle, then she's pretty much fine, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. I think I've got a winner. All right. Well, let, should we give Becky a call then? Yeah, let's ring her up. 
Nina Dicker, you all right, love? Yeah, I'm good, thanks for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sound, I'm great. Thank you for uh, for, for stepping in and uh, doing this Make Matt Run Challenge. My pleasure, I enjoyed it. <laughs> how, how do you think you've got on? Uh, all right, yeah, a bit disorientating, but yeah, we're pretty good. Yeah, you had to run, run around in circles, didn't you? Rob didn't yeah. realise what this uh, MasterChef logo looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just for context, I thought the logo looked different to how it did. And when I went on and checked after the show last week, I realised that it's just an M in a circle, isn't it? it Two is. circles. <laughs> Two, sorry. Two circles. So for context, Becky, I'm expecting... Two very clearly defined circles with a proper full-sized M in it to even consider conceding this point. This has to be perfect. Agreed? Agreed. Lovely. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Do you want to send it over to us and we'll have a little look? Yeah, sure. Give us a sec. I'll send it now. <laughs> that, that's brilliant, that. Look at that. M with an, with an app around it. Well, it is... But it doesn't look like the MasterChef logo, does it? Yeah, if, if Becky came and showed like me that with no, no context, I said that's MasterChef logo, that. It looks like an at sign. <laughs> that's what the logo looks like, isn't it? Oh, I've got it on its side. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a three. Uh, oh, it, it's quite good, Becky, isn't it? Is that your first attempt at Strava? Uh, no, I have done one before, but I did letters and they were straight, so that was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> You've done your mile. Yeah. I did. I don't know, though. It's just, it's not perfect, is it? What, what do you mean? Life's not perfect, Rob. Well said. Well said, <laughs> But Strava art should be. And <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not conceding a point on this one, you know. There's too much. Look, the M's teeny tiny and the circle's big. The M goes all the way in, doesn't it? I've seen your picture on Instagram with the logo behind. The M's massive. It's teeny tiny there. It's a little M. It's a little M. <laughs> a lowercase M. Yeah, I was thinking of Matt when I did the M. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If, if it was an M for Matt and if so it was Matt's logo and not Matt's the chef. It'd be perfect because he's teeny tiny as well. But I'm, I don't. I, have you, are you? What do you think, Matt? Are you particularly blown away by this one? Like we said before, it's it's a pretty simple one to do, in it so it needs to be on point. I suppose as much as I want the point, I don't know. I'm still going to fight your foot point. I love it. It's my point. <laughs> you want to fight me? You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't reach me. <laughs> <sighs> what do you think, Becky? Becky for the win. Is it a perfect M, Becky? Can you honestly say that is a perfectly sized M in the si in the Master Chef logo? Hand on heart, it's not a perfect size M. <laughs> yes, honestly, I love it, Becky. I love you. I'm going to applaud your honesty. Tiny Tim, concede. Conceded. Yes, sorry, Matt. All three, Becky. <laughs> it's just hum humility is key here. Um, I'm not going to gloat on this. This is a good attempt. It's a good attempt. Um, what you need to do, Becky, to, to apologise to me, you need to make me one of these uh, these burger things and stuff you keep posting on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, you, yeah, you know what? Sod make Matt rub. Tell us about MasterChef. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. What do you want to know? Uh, how, it was how good. Was it? How it was, was it? It was good. Very emotional. Um, I cried a lot, which luckily they didn't show it all. Uh, they showed me crying a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was good. 
difficult. You get thrown in, uh, which were brilliant. You don't get to meet anybody. Um, you don't have any contact with the outside world. So once you step into the studio, that's it. You're there, you're in. You don't know wow. what you're doing. They give you ingredients and they tell you to cook and right. time starts. Greg's there, John's there. <laughs> dude, 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 would you rather? Would you rather, Greg or John? Uh, Greg. Greg. <laughs> Greg lady. Matt, would you rather, Greg or John, or both at the same time? Well, you know me, I'm not full set, so both. <laughs> <laughs> So is there, is there no preliminaries then or anything like that, Becky? Is there no what, sorry? Pel pel preliminaries. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to say preliminaries. <laughs> That's what I said. What did you say? I didn't. You went preliminaries. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. I was just yeah, making see? sure. Preliminaries. Um, <laughs> so you sound like you got peed up like a dog with peanut butter in his mouth. I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> While he's having a stroke, tell us, tell us about what you had to do to qualify, because I know that story, and, it, and it's it's not easy, is it? No, so there's um, there's a, like an application form you have to fill in, and then you have to record yourself and get them, you know, try and express what you're like as a person and your personality. Uh, and then there's the, 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 applica just the application form would stump Matt, wouldn't it? He'd, he'd be done there. <laughs> he'd be like, oh no, go write things down. <laughs> It's such a long application form. It's like 20 plus pages long. So it, it like took me three days to, to get it done because it was just very, very long winded, but worth it. Yeah, definitely. Nice. And then and then you had to go and make something, didn't you, for your audition? Yeah, yeah. So they were face to face. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Face to face audition, uh, like an example, uh, food wise. Uh, and then it was just based on that. Um, even when, even on the audition, the recording, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think probably just trying to get to grips with how you're going to be with the cameras uh, and then a couple of days later you get a call whether it's a yes or a no and then that's it you rushed off to London to get recording oh, amazing you get to get to be a celebrity for a couple of days yeah uh, mate and what uh, tell everyone what you made on the show what was your dish uh, so the first dish was uh it was lamb flatbread uh a pomegranate salsa uh and then the second dish, you was just given ingredients. Uh, so I just did, uh, there was uh, fish, fennel and tomatoes. There were, it was a new thing they were doing to start this series. And everyone got the same ingredients and you had to make something and showcase these three ingredients, which they, they, they gave me really good comments. They said it was really nice, uh, really mm. colourful and it, it tasted well. Um, you know, crispy skin on my fish, which were good. But uh, it just, it were really close, uh, apparently, when, mm. um, when they were trying to decide who to go and who to stay. It took them quite a while to decide. So, but you got you got screwed, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. I got Bloody screwed yeah. over. Bloody master chef. Well, in our eyes, Becky, you are the master chef. We are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> the, the food you post on Instagram is always looks pff, phenomenal. Never mind the food you post on Instagram. What about the cake she cooks for us? Oh yes, yeah. for races. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's all. That's why we bring her. <laughs> I assume that. <laughs> In fact, Becky, she'll be. We like really. It's just a bonus. We'll have to. We'll have, we'll have to do a competition where you win some of Becky's cakes. <laughs> uh, right then, uh, Becky. I could just go and talk about MasterChef all day, but we're going to have to get back to the show. So thank you so much for taking part. Um, good effort, and yeah. uh, and we'll see you. We'll see you soon, mate. All right. Yeah, super. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Becky. See you, Matt. Bye. Bye.
4-3, but, but I'm going to be humble about it because that could have gone either way, couldn't it? I'm, I'm not going to get too, too Johnny, Johnny Big Bollocks about it because... <laughs> It was it was a close one that wasn't it? Mm, it well, yeah, like I say, it was, it's an easyish logo to do, so it should have been on point, shouldn't it? So, bless her. It's a good good try, good try, but not good enough, Becky. <laughs> You're off the team. <laughs> You're ruthless, you aren't you? Ruthless. Oh, uh, I need so the points, don't I? You do, you do. So next week, mm. uh, Nat is coming back. She is, yes, and she's coming back onto Team Matt. She is, yes, because she after, didn't get a chance to do it the uh, a couple of weeks ago. After she missed out through lockdown, mm-hmm. and we don't know what we wanted to draw yet, do we? To be honest, mate, I haven't got a clue. Have we even thought about it? <laughs> not, not really. No, we've not planned this very well at all. Um, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. I've got an idea. How about when we launch this episode? Mm. We will put a story on our Instagram, right. asking people to make suggestions. Yep. And Nat can pick any of the suggestions. Those. That's a good idea to, uh, to do hers. So if we do it early in the week, that gives her the whole weekend to do it. Then doesn't it? So if I say I want her to go and draw a line within reason, <laughs> within reason, it's got to be. I tell you what, it's got to be agreed by Nat and I. All right, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll find a middle ground. Not too hard, but not a line. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, sound good. It's getting close. I need that point back. I need that point back. You do. If I, if I, well, if I beat you next week, it's all over, isn't it? So it's, it a, it's an important one. Mm-hmm. It's an important one. Don't let um, me down, Matt. Don't, don't let me down, Matt. <laughs> oh, you're so excitable. Uh, right, so we've got some more people to talk about because... Do you remember Rab's episode? Episode five? Seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Well, do you remember Nat? uh, Nat, I've got Nat on the brain. Remember (laughs) Rab was talking about some of the companies that she works with. She did. Yeah, she she flashed a top at you, didn't it? Red top, and you, the uh, we run this top. Yes, she did. So I wanted to take it because Nat. Because I keep saying Nat. Because I don't know what's going on. Because Rav has been so brilliant, uh, she promoted us so much on all she social media, did. didn't she? Yeah. Um, she re- and not just her show as well. She's like promoted the podcast. So she's such a good friend of the show. I thought it's only right that we return the favour and we give some plugs to the company she works with. And it's made much easier, Matt, by the fact that they're bloody brilliant anyway, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how about let's talk about Runners Heel first. Right. Yeah, so this was this was founded by a guy called Chris Cooper. Uh, they sell amazing running clothes, uh, and each each item sold, they provide uh, school meals for ch- a child in Kenya. It's a uh, month's think, worth, yeah. a month's worth of school meals for a child. Yeah. In Kenya. Rav, Rav spoke about it on on the show with you, didn't she? That uh, that's that's what they do. Um, yeah, yeah. So amazing, amazing work that they do. Yeah. 450,000 school meals have been provided to date through the products that they sell and the donations they subsequently make. Now, that, Matt, is making a difference. It is, yeah. And, and they, they track every penny as well. It goes out and it makes sure that them uh, meals and stuff all go to go to them them kids in, in Kenya, which is great. Yeah. yeah. And you know what as well? The products are lush, mate, aren't they? Like yeah. the T-shirts. So they do T-shirts, hoodies, long-sleeve tops, 
but you guys will definitely know them, even if you don't know it's Runner's Heel, because they're so popular. If you're on social media, you'll have seen people running them. It's the We Run This logo, and it it's... Is. It's cool in it, mate. Let's be it's honest. Good. We'll be sharing it, I'm sure, on, on with this with this episode. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And they are at um, Runners Heel on Instagram. You can also yeah. find them on Facebook, and their Runners Hyphen Heel dot com is their it website. Is, yeah. so, so get over, check out Runners Heel. But that's not the only uh, product that Rab's working with. Uh, how about uh, Running Mister Jones? Yes, he's writing books, isn't he? Running Mister Jones, award-winning blogger. Uh, yeah. He's done a po- poetry book, uh, just called Run, I think, a book for real runners. Yes, it is. And uh, he's also, I don't know if you've seen this all over everybody's um, Instagram and social medias lately, he's just released a 2021 calendar, and each page has got one of his poems on it, along with some inspirational running photos. Oh, brilliant. Nice. Yeah. It's, get one of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, mate. And you know what, as well, he's a super nice guy, too. I've not chatted to him too much, but right. when I have, he's an awesome bloke um possibly possibly a guest for series two if he's yeah. uh if he's willing to to jump on and talk to us uh, you can Why find not? all stuff about his products on uh, runningmrjones.com he's also on instagram uh, run with mr jones but yeah jump on get yourself a calendar get yourself a book um yeah yeah, yeah you'll, you'll you'll need you'll need the calendar more next year than you did this year so get definitely buy one of them <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, 2020 calendar was a bit of a waste of time, wasn't it? You <laughs> sit in the house. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so go and buy one of them, definitely. I'm, I might get one. Brilliant. Have you got a good news story for us, Matt? We have, yes. I'm sure everybody's seen this on the uh, on the socials uh, and, and in, on the internet um, about Chris Nichich. Yes, yes. Go on, yeah. tell us about Chris. Well, the, uh, do you know how far the Iron Man distance is? Tell me, go on, yeah. for anyone who doesn't. It, whoever doesn't know, it's, it's 2.4 miles ocean swim, yep. 112 mile bike ride, yep. and, and then to finish it off, I'll just run a marathon at the end of it, so 26.2 miles. Nonsense. I, I rode seven miles to work and back the other day, <laughs> and my <laughs> legs were like jelly. Yeah. <laughs> so this is putting it into context. Incredible so, yeah. feat, yeah. It is, yeah, so he ran it in... 16 hours 46 minutes and nine seconds which is which is an amazing time uh yeah it says he's training something bigger in 2021 but outside of uh, personal sports challenges he's trying to create awareness and inclusion which is what yes. we uh, we spoke about before yes because the big message in this story is that not only is chris incredible for um for completing an iron man chris is the first uh person with down syndrome yes. to ever complete an iron man yes definitely yeah yeah, it's been Round doing the rounds, yeah, doing the rounds yeah. on on the socials, and yeah. it's just amazing, amazing. Rev- yeah, I, I'd go as far as call him a revolutionary. Definitely. To be first to deliver something like that, what yeah. a bloke! Hey? Yeah, and the thing is, he's not he's not rested on his morals either. He's, since since he's became this this fame, he's, he's suddenly got. He's been selling merchandise. Yeah, uh, so he he sells some merchandise with hundred percent of the profits going to charities that support the Special Olympics and people with Down syndrome. So well done to him yeah. for that as well. Yeah, what what a bloke. Um, so yeah, Chris, you are without doubt our hero of the week. Uh, probably our hero of the series, if we're being honest. Yeah, 100%. Um, so we definitely, definitely salute you, sir. Well done. Well done, mate. Um, 
Couple of thank yous before we get out of here. A quick reminder to everybody before we get gone that uh, there is still time to enter the competition we launched last week with Smith Street Coffee. We've had a great response so far, but you can still go onto our Instagram, onto our Facebook, give us a follow, give them a follow, tag some of your pals, um, and be in with a chance of winning a What the Fart Like mug and some coffee. That one closes tomorrow. Friday, yeah. Friday, yeah, sorry. So it's only relevant <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday. If not, tough tits. Um <laughs> Uh, big thank you, as always, for our awesome theme music to Graham Lindley. Mm. However, a little bit of an additional plug for Graham this week. He's doing Movember. Oh, you were you going to attempt this? <laughs> yeah, but I can't grow one, can I? So it's just it's not not yeah. worth embarrassing myself. Um, but he has grown an awesome mustache so far. Nice. Um, one worthy of a rock star of his level um so we're gonna post the bio to his um to his fundraising uh, for november if you love our theme music which we know you all do then the creator <laughs> of it is well worth a couple of your hard-earned pounds so pop mm -hmm. over and, uh, and and give graham uh, some money if you can or if not just just some support and a share yeah um uh, thanks as always to the amazing production team uh Thank you to Becky for um, yeah. uh, doing the, the Make Matt Run Challenge. Yeah, thanks, Becky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you, Becky. Yeah. Um, thank you to... Uh, oh, sorry. Before we got past the production team, I just want to shout out my wife, if that's all right. I know we talk yeah. about a lot. Uh, Sammy is now eight months postpartum. She had a baby eight months ago. Um, she's been on this massive, massive, crazy journey to get from um, uh, pregnant to runner again. And mm -hmm. she set herself this goal of running a sub 25 minute 5k. Um, she just did it. Mm. She did it Brilliant. on Saturday. She yeah. ran 24 26, uh, which is quicker Amazing. than she was before she had a baby, quicker than she's ever been in her life. Um, I'm in awe of her. She is my hero, and Fantastic. I love her very much. Yeah. Now the runner in the house, mate. She's always been the runner in the house, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, she's even more so now solidified. Well uh, done, Sammy. Yeah, she's the best. Um, thank you to Kevin, of course. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. You're an absolute star. Uh, in the interview, uh, in the chat, uh, we don't like calling them interviews, do we? In the chat, we do talk as well about Mornway Apparel. Uh, yeah. They have a new line, uh, winter line, launching tomorrow, Friday the 20th of November. Yeah, that, look, that looks up. It's awesome. She uh, Sammy run a 5K and some of it yesterday, didn't she? So, we both, yeah, Sammy. Yeah. I, I, I get some gifted tops from Sammy and immediately steals them yeah. she looks, she looks better look. than me and him so i don't think i don't think no minds um improves the brand infinitely than me <laughs> dragging myself around rather valley uh lake in them um in the rain uh they are awesome uh all reflective gear ready for the winter you can get 15 percent off by using runner rob 15 uh mm -hmm. next week who have we got on next week matt uh we've got alana lana bolton yeah, yeah is it run run lana run on yes. instagram Yes, it is. Uh, a fellow Paris marathon runner. We had a, yes. we had a, we had a common bond, um, although her story is much more inspirational than mine. Um, <laughs> Lana runs um, uh, whilst living with uh, a diagnosis of MCAD. Um, you might not know what that is. I didn't know what it is. You'll have to tune in to find out what it is. <laughs> but the fact that she runs the amount that she does is yeah. pretty freaking incredible, isn't it? It is. It is, yes. Um, last but not least, let's plug the crap out of ourselves before we go. Uh, mm -hmm. You can get follow me on Instagram at Little Runner Boy Rob. I'm also on Twitter at Rob Hitchbo. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm at Matty Owls on Instagram and Matthew Taylor Six on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Jack, do you want to uh, plug yourself while you're it? Have you remembered your Twitter handle this week? No, I didn't, and I was just going to go and look. I think it's still Jacker's Penfold or something, back from when I was a kid. And right. uh, the Instagram's Jack Penfold running. Find me there. Lovely, yeah. Give, it, give, give, give the only real runner amongst us a follow uh, while, while you're at it. Uh, that's it from us. Matt, do you know how to say goodbye and finish? One final thing before we go. All right, sorry, go on. L- Louise? Oh, yeah! Come on, <laughs> thing we completely forgot! Oh, what a knobhead I am. Right, don't stop it. We're using it. Sorry, Lou. We saved the best for we last. We did. We did. This I knew was... you'd not forgot, Rob. I knew you'd not forgot. It was all planned. It was a bit because we clearly rehearse and prepare our show so much. You will know that this is a bit. Um, uh, our producer, Lou, announced this week that she's pregnant. <laughs> Little baby boy, bless her. Well done. Little baby boy, uh, Lou, Edward, uh, congratulations, guys. You're going to be awesome parents. We love you very, very much. Uh, good luck on your journey. You're the best. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well done for making a baby. <laughs> well, well done. Yeah, yeah. We, we know we've made loads of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's it. Brilliant. Can you say goodbye and finish? Uh, bye. <laughs> So is that your attempt at saying bye in a slightly Scandinavian accent? (laughs) Boy. Boy. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Whatever you're doing, enjoy your runs. Uh, We will see you on the flip-flop.